0: Are you someone that likes to play with their rod? Got sore arms and wrists from always playing and fighting with your rod? Spent countless hours out on a boat just holding on to your rod? Well, give those arms and wrists a break. Get rid of the carpal tunnel syndrome from playing with your rod and check out Real Crazy Fabrication. Custom designed and painted rod holders for all your fishing needs. Small town, Canadian made. Built with pride and experience, Real Crazy Fabrications can fix you and your rod up with whatever size, design, and color rod holder you're in the market for. You can check them out at RealCrazyFabrication.com or check out their social media page at RealCrazyFabrication. Once again, RealCrazyfabrication.com. That's R-E-E-L fabrication.com or anywhere on their social media page at real.crazy.fabrication. Real Crazy Fabrication. Stop playing with your rod. Proud supporters of the Cox Talks Podcast. What the fuck is up what's going on there cox talks nation welcome back to the cox talks podcast been a minute been a minute uh i looked i think my last episode was maybe may 2nd or something like that so pretty much two months since an episode I bet you thought i'd retired I know some people did. I know some people wish that I retired. I won't name names. My girlfriend. Um, But no, we're back. We're back. And I'll tell you what. um, I've been a busy guy here on the farm. Seeding, haying, spraying. I've been a busy guy with big white Peterbilt on the road. And I know that... Sometimes I record from the driver's seat, but you know what? I just, um, I don't know how to put it. I just, you know what? I didn't feel like doing a podcast, but if I had to hear one more time from my friend Barb, you know who you are, if Barb reached out to me one more time and told me to get up off my lazy ass and do a podcast because she missed the silky sound of my voice so much. I was gonna have to fist fight a female. I'm joking, I would never fight a female. Barb would probably beat the piss out of me anyways. But then again, I might let Barb beat the piss out of me. Nobody really knows who Barb is. I know I have a couple of listeners that know who Barb is, but uh, we'll just keep calling her Barb. She knows who she is, so Barb, listen. It's because of you, I have found the motivation to once again sit down behind the Cox Talks mic and spit some mindless verbal diarrhea in my listeners' general direction. So here we are. We're back in the saddle. We're back in the Cox Talks studios. And uh, we're going to give you a podcast. And actually, I got. I've got some ideas, i got some people I'm supposed to catch up with uh, for interviews on the podcast, um, I'm actually doing one later on today that should be an interesting one, that one will drop in a couple of weeks, but um, yeah, I've just, you know what, I've been busy, the podcast hasn't been on my mind, but here we are, we're back, I hope uh, I hope the listeners are still hanging around, I know I've picked up a few more listeners here and there along the way, surprisingly, even when you haven't released one for two months, but here we are, so as always, uh, for Cox Talks listeners out there, questions, comments, concerns, dilemmas, please get a hold of me on Instagram at the Cox Talks Podcast, and of course, if you have my personal information, you're always free to slide into my DMs, or text me, or whatever, you know I like feedback, you know I'm a big feedback guy, I got broad shoulders and thick skin, so any feedback is good feedback, good or bad, So listen, um, over the course of the last little while, um, I guess one of my first episodes ever was like a pet peeve episode, and we're going to kind of go in that general direction again. It's not so much pet peeves, I guess it kind of is, but it's just things that I'm just titled titled it this list things that I've I'm fucking tired of. I'm things I'm sick of. I'm just sick of seeing, being involved, hearing about whatever things and I have come up with a list of things. So, yeah, I'm just going to kind of spout off on this episode like I always do and I hope you guys enjoy. So the first thing, things that piss me off, things I'm sick of. Fucking drivers who pay no attention to their surroundings. So not only do I see this quite often running up and down the highway in my transport truck, people are just, they're just fucking narrow-minded tunnel vision drivers. They only focus on the car right in front of them and that's it. They don't pay attention to the vehicles side to side. They don't pay attention to the vehicles behind them. You know, they ha- they they lack the fucking foresight to maybe, you know, not necess- i know you can't see the cars ahead of you but let's use the 401 for instance there's curves there's hills there's this there's that there's on ramps there's off ramps generally you can get a look at the traffic that is ahead of you you know whether it's 10 12 14 16 18 car lengths ahead of you The odd time you can generally get a look and you can actually prepare for what you're driving into rather than just staring at the fucking brake lights of the car ahead of you so that when they hammer on the brakes, you hammer on the brakes. And then it's just a fucking sudden stop for everybody. You change lanes like a bunch of psychopaths because you don't know, you, you haven't been paying attention to the vehicles beside you, checking your mirrors like you're supposed to, and you're just shitty fucking drivers. Now, What happens out here in the country, I find more so this time of year is uh, a lot more to, well, we'll call them tourists, but you get a lot we're close enough to downtown Toronto or Markham or Richmond Hill or whatever that we get the people coming out of those centers to come up and check out farm markets or farm gate uh, businesses, you know, where you can pick up fruits and vegetables from people's gardens here or, or fresh eggs or corn on the cob or fresh cut flowers or whatever it may be. And these fucking people, they drive up and down these country roads and listen, don't get me wrong, it's beautiful scenery that's it's 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 why people travel these roads sometimes is for the scenery. But what fucking pisses me off is they go to their little farm market or their their cidery. A lot of cideries popping up in this neck of the woods, which I'm fucking sick of cideries too, actually to really fucking go off topic from the from the drivers here I'm sick of cideries they're everywhere they're everywhere they're full of hipsters the fucking cider gives me heartburn so I don't fucking like it and it's just like oh I'm sitting in a beautiful country setting sipping on a cider whoopty fucking do if you need an excuse to get out into the country and sit in a country setting to drink you're a fucking loser all right it can be a Wednesday night and I'll just drink for fun, a couple Bud Lights on the front porch, guess what I don't need, I don't need to go somewhere to pay for overpriced alcohol, which gives me fucking heartburn after one, maximum two drinks, in a fucking country setting, and act like a fucking hipster, okay, I don't need to do that, so I'm sick of cideries, okay, now, having said that, Slabtown Cider, down the road for me, uh, pretty good food, they have good food at Slabtown Cider, they do have one cider that I drink, um, it's cherry. I don't, like, popping your cherry. I don't know what it is, but it's a cherry cider. I actually quite enjoy it. They got really good steak down there. They got really good bison burgers. And, uh, last time I was there, they're fucking creme brulee. Mwah. Chef's kiss. But anyway, so these drivers, they come up out of the fucking city and they dawdle along up and down these country roads. And, you know, we got places to go. We got things to do, people to see. And you know how you can tell... That they're not fucking paying attention. They're driving along and they're talking to their wife and they're like, oh, look at that beautiful farmhouse. And blah, look at the cows, and look at the bales. And then you can actually you can physically see them look in the rearview mirror and they they jump and they panic. Like you can you can actually physically see this happen. They jump and they panic and they check their mirrors real quick. And then all of a sudden they're doing 75. They go from 35 to 75 in about three fucking seconds. Because they realize, oh, shit, I wasn't paying attention to the other traffic. I was mesmerized by this beautiful landscape and so on and so forth. All I'm asking is for you drivers out there to please start pay attention to your surroundings, okay? Be aware of what's going on around you. It'll make you a better driver. It'll make you a safer driver. And I will not swear at you anymore next on the list of things i'm absolutely sick and tired of so in the ag industry agriculture industry quite often this time of year um, a lot of companies seed companies fertilizer companies chemical companies or companies that sell all three or whatever they have like customer appreciation days or they have plot days you know where they've tried different experiments of planting different seeds with different fertilizer, or so on and so forth. So they invite all the farmers in the area, or all the farmers that they deal with, out to their field to see the plots, and they cook you a burger and a hot dog, or pulled pork, or beef on a bun, or whatever, and you stand out in the hot, glaring fucking humidity here in Ontario, and you listen to a couple guest speakers, and you look at some crops, and you eat some fucking lunch, and you fucking... Visit with your fellow farmers and you fucking go home. I want to know if fucking I'm sick and tired of hearing at these ag meetings. As I said, typically these fucking meetings take place in the middle of summer in the hot searing sun. Copious amounts of humidity. Baby powder soup in your gitch if you know what I'm getting at there. Um, so I like to show up in like my shorts and sandals and a fucking nice light t-shirt, you know, nice workout shirt or something because I fucking work out so much, right? That way I keep cool and I'm comfortable, but it never fucking fails. You get one of these older generation farmers, you know, late fifties, sixties, whatever, seventies even, and you come rolling in in your Birkenstocks and your shorts and your fucking Lululemon t-shirt and your sunglasses. And they're standing there with their fucking jeans on and their long sleeve button up fucking collared shirt and their dirty old sweaty stinking steel-toed work boots. Pretty much guaranteed they got fucking wool socks on in those bad boys too. And they stand there and you walk up to them and they're like, huh must have came from the fucking cottage, did ya? No, Gary, I fucking didn't. I showed up from the farm, but, you know, since it's 33 degrees outside, 47 with the fucking humidity, I decided to dress comfortably. Just because I am a farmer doesn't mean I have to dress like a farmer and look like a farmer and even act like a fucking farmer all the time, for that matter, because, you know. I love standing around in the glaring sun wearing blue jeans and a fucking flannel shirt on July 15th. Makes a lot of sense there, doesn't it, Gary? Heaven forbid you dress for comfort. Heaven forbid you try and keep yourself cool. Because you know what? If you're standing there and you're cool and you're comfortable... You're going to learn more at these customer appreciation day cuz you're not standing there looking around just praying hoping that there's a fucking tree in a fence line at this farm that you're at or they set up a tent for 10 people but there's 112 people there. The only tent that there is for shade, right? So that you can maybe just cool down a little bit. Take a fucking degree or two off. No. No, I'm I'm sick of these old farmers thinking that just because you're a farmer you have to dress like a farmer and you have to look like a farmer and you have to be a farmer and you know what there's younger guys in the in there's young farmers that do that too right huh i would you just roll in off the sea dew you know what so fucking what if I did so what if I took a day to myself you know milked the cows first thing in the morning took the fucking sea dew to the lake for an hour so what if I did Does it make me a shitty farmer? Probably to some of you out there. so fucking what if I did? Because you know what? It's actually, Gary, none of your fucking business whether I went to the fucking sea doing in the morning or not. If I just come in off the lake. All right? And even if I did just get home from the fucking cottage, guess what? It doesn't change your fucking day whether I did or I didn't. I don't work for you. Okay? I'll do what I want when I want. So... In a roundabout way, I guess you could also say, I've had just about enough of fucking narrow-minded old farmers. And listen, I'm well aware, I'm not, I'm not that far away from being an old farmer, but I would like to think that I'm not a narrow-minded old farmer. I've gone out, I've seen the world, I've seen farming in various parts of the world, um. And yeah, I've always kind of said just because I'm a farmer doesn't mean I have to hang out with farmers and dress like a farmer and look like a farmer and act like a farmer. I'm sure there's times when I do, but sometimes I also go out of my way not to because that's just fucking who I am, all right? So narrow-minded old fucking farmers, kick rocks, bud. Okay, moving on. Something else, like fuck Facebook, Facebook in general. I'm getting to the point where I'm just about done with Facebook. But I will admit, it's pretty good for some entertainment. It's pretty good to troll some people. It's pretty good to just poke the bear, stir some shit, do what I do best, you know. And I will say the odd time, you do get, I mean, you do get some critical information. But for the most part, it's an absolute fucking tire fire. You want to know what I'm sick and tired of? In this neck of the woods, in our general area where I live, Oxford, Ontario, I am so sick and fucking tired of bear posts, bear sighting posts. Holy fuck. We live in the fucking country. There's going to be wildlife. There's going to be bears. Okay. You want to keep the fucking bears away. You know there's bears in the area. Okay. Keep your food scraps and your garbage locked up tight, you know, in a nice bin in your garage or something like that. These people seem to think that black bears in this general area are nothing short of a fucking killing machine. Okay, I don't know if everybody in the Uxbridge Township went and watched fucking cocaine bear And now they just think that these black bears run around on cocaine, killing and mauling everything in their fucking path. I'm here to tell you, and I'm no bear expert, but I am fucking here to tell you these bears are more scared of you than you are them. They want nothing to do with you. They are big, fucking cumbersome, docile fucking animals who just want to be left alone. They want to go about their business, they want to go for a stroll eat some berries, maybe find a nice beehive to fucking dive into nose first, trash some fucking garbage cans and eat that old fucking steak that you didn't quite finish off or the fucking couple of ribs that are left in the garbage in there, like they want nothing to do with human flesh or human blood unless, unless you get in between said bear and its cubs. You do something stupid like that, you're dumb enough, you deserve to get attacked by a bear. But these people that take a picture, you know, okay, maybe it's a little alarming. And and again, I've, I've seen bears, lots. I've seen lots of bears in this area. But I've never looked out my back deck and seen a bear just fucking strolling across my back lawn, like some people have. And they, you know, they take it and they post it. But what fucking kills me is these people that are be driving home and they, you know, they see a bear crossing the road in the middle of nowhere. Oh, I got to get home and get on Facebook. Bear sighting on the fourth concession in Wag Road. Get your pets and your children inside. Fuck. You really think that bears, he's just out crossing the road. He or she, they or them bear, them bear. Just out for a stroll across in the road. Do you think that fucking bear is just going to look for the first house and come and attack the first human fucking being that it sees? No, I don't. I really don't fucking think that. And what also strikes me as funny is I think a lot of people that see a bear think it's the same bear on concession seven that somebody saw on concession two 14 days ago. Yeah, oh, that looks like the same bear that my Aunt Doris saw on Concession 2 when she was driving home from her fucking quilting club. No, Janine, it's not the same bear. I mean, yes, bears do travel, whatever, but it's of my assumption, and again, I'm no bear expert, but it's of my assumption that bears are fairly territorial especially when they have cubs because somewhere within that territory there is a den in which the cubs go to for shelter or to feel safe or whatever. Okay, so it's not the same bear that your Aunt Dora saw 14 days ago, four concessions apart. Can we please stop with the bear sighting posts on Facebook? Can we please come to the conclusion that we live in the country You're going to see wildlife. You do not need to broadcast it to the world pretending to be some sort of fucking hero because you posted a bear sighting. It's fucking annoying. Moving on. Enough about the bears. Let's talk about money. Tips and or donations and or fundraising now i might i might take a little bit of heat for this later on in this little uh rant segment but fuck it i don't care okay tips so if i feel like lately tips have gotten out of control so okay i'm 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 all for increasing tips at restaurants, okay? Now, I think it used to be customary to, you to leave 15%. Now, I think it's 18%. And if you have a really good waiter or waitress, um, some people leave 20 I have always been a guy that leaves a tip based on my service. Sometimes it's 20%. Sometimes it's 5%. Sometimes it's 15%. It's up to you as a waitress to earn your tip. Now, lately since COVID, I also will admit that I have probably tipped more because I feel like most restaurants are understaffed and I don't know if I'm maybe just one of the lucky ones, but I, anytime I've been out for a meal since we were allowed back in restaurants or whatever, I've always had... Pretty good service. I can't remember a time when I didn't have good service. Therefore, I always tip well. But you got to look around the restaurant and you got to see what they're working with. And quite often we've been to restaurants where they're severely understaffed um, because there's way too many people just sitting at home doing nothing who don't want to work anymore and whose parents don't make them work because their parents just fucking shell out money to their kids now. Anyways, different topic for a different day. The waitresses or waiters, let's just call them wait staff. The wait staff that go out of their way that really look like they're working hard. You can tell they're understaffed. They still provide great service. They get you your meal on time when it's hot and warm. There's no mistakes, blah, blah, blah. They get really good tips. That's just the way it goes. But if I look at you as a lazy wait staff with no care for your patrons then you get a shitty tip that's just the way it goes I understand that you're doing a job for me you're waiting on me you're serving me because I'm too lazy to do it to you know stay home and cook a meal but maybe I just like to have a nice night out with my significant other or with my buddies okay and I'm allowed to do that just like if you're a waiter or a waitress you're allowed to do that as well but it's a job the meaning of a job is that you earn your money and what I, what I'm also sick of is people showing up to work and doing sweet fuck all and getting paid for it that should be like all wages should be performance based and I don't that's fuck I guess maybe they are but you know what I mean you know what I'm fucking getting at I can't articulate it properly right now but I've also been into restaurants or bars where my waitress you know she brings us our food or our drinks or whatever and then she goes and sits on her phone for 20 minutes and doesn't even check on us because they don't want to work, because it's it's too hard, I literally can't even, I was at the club till three last night, and I had to work at two today, like, I literally can't even, I haven't even, I didn't even have time to get a Starbucks, so you're gonna get your meal, and then I'm gonna go sit in the corner and watch TikToks, or take selfies on Snapchat, until you're done your meal, I'm not even gonna check up on you, I'm not even gonna bring you more drinks, fuck that, like, I was at the club last night. I drank so much sambuca. I don't. I don't. I don't tip those waitresses as well. But what I'm getting tired of is you go to um, Subway, you go to a burrito shop. I've even seen them at convenience stores, little tip jars at convenience stores. I don't know where I. St- okay, the convenience stores. You can fuck off. You don't get a tip. I literally. Walked to the Nestle freezer, got myself a caramel drumstick, went over to the fucking fridge, picked myself up a crushed cream soda. Walked it to the counter where I decided on a whim that I was also going to accompany those tasty treats with a fucking eat more bar. Put them on the counter. All you did was scan them and you want a tip, beat it. You ain't getting a fucking tip from me for that. But I do see more and more of these tip jars at convenience stores. Now... A burrito shop and Subway, there's a fine line there, okay? Should you be tipping the person that makes you your sandwich? Some would say yes. Some would say no. I'm kind of, I'm 50-50 on this. Like, they make the sandwich for you the way you like it, but you have to tell them how to make it. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of, I don't know where I stand on on places like that. Um, like Harvey's, for instance. Okay, they got to dress your burger up for you. So do they, do they deserve a tip for that? Well, if they deserve a tip, then the guy who cooked the fucking burger deserves a tip. You think you Think old fucking uh, Corey that dressed your burger up there for you with the mustard and ketchup and maybe maybe a pickle and a little bit of lettuce? You think he's going to share that tip with the guy in the back with the hairnet tossing burgers around a greasy grill? Bet you he doesn't. So that guy doesn't deserve a tip because he's not going to share it, but yeah, these these sub places, I've seen it more and more often show up, like if you pay Interact uh, or debit or whatever, tap, credit card, I've seen it more and more often, it pops up on the little screen there when you go to punch in your pin or do whatever, see if you'd like to add a tip. Now, I never do at those places, except at the one burrito shop, Uh, there was a kid that used to work in there all the time, and I... I fucking crush burritos. Oh my God, I love burritos. Um, So I used to talk to the kid all the time and, you know, he was talking about, he was, you know, he was working there for the summer. He was trying to go to school and blah, blah, blah. And um, so, you know, maybe he was lying to me, but I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because I was in there so often. I tipped him. Um, And, you know, maybe the lady that works in there now has kids at home that she's trying to feed her to. Maybe I should be tipping her too, but she hasn't made that information public to me so subway burrito shops places like that I don't generally tip the tip option is there I've seen it pop up more and more often so this isn't really a thing I'm I'm I guess I'm sick of this is a general question where do my listeners stand on tips at places like that where they are providing a service they're making you a sandwich let's say but are they worthy of a tip I'll leave that for you, listeners, to decide. And maybe that's something we can discuss on the next episode. But staying with this general uh, topic, the other thing I'm that the one thing I'm really getting tired of is uh, when you go to McDonald's or Walmart or Canadian Tire, um, any of those big box stores, really. All those big box stores have like one specific charity that they support, or in most cases, like Canadian Tire has JumpStart. Uh, McDonald's has the Ronald McDonald house they have their own sort of charity right and then every fucking time you're there whether you go through checkout or automatic checkout the self serve checkout every fucking time you're there it asks you if you want to donate a dollar to the Ronald McDonald's house or donate a dollar to jumpstart or donate something to fucking whatever Canadian Cancer Society Here's a thought. Instead of asking me to donate a fucking dollar, I'm going to pick on McDonald's here. McDonald's had a global net income of $6.18 billion globally in 2022. You would think that with all that fucking money, They could just afford to keep the Ronald McDonald house up and going on their own. Don't fucking tell me you can't. Canadian Tire. Good Canadian brand, right? In 2019, this is the only numbers I could find. I didn't Google too fucking hard. In 2019, they netted $894.8 million. So you would think that, yeah, you know what? They could... Donate a substantial amount of money to their own fucking charity. Uh, Walmart, 2023, sorry, 2022, $11.29 billion, US dollars. So that's like $500 billion, Canadian. Donate to your own fucking charities. We're already spending all our money at your stores. And, and you guys are already grossly inflating everything. I get it. Carbon tax, whatever. You got like everybody goes back to the carbon tax. The carbon tax is the biggest fucking scam in the world. Another topic for another day. But I just spent $150 in your store on garbage fucking items. And you want me to donate to your charity. How about you just fucking donate your own money to that charity? I've had about enough of those. Oh, would you like to donate a dollar to the Ronald McDonald House today? No. No, I would not. You know what I'm okay with? I'm okay with these these places, these, these major corporations. I'm okay with them taking one day a year or like Tim Hortons has Camp Week. Uh, Tim Hortons Camp Week where, you know, a fucking five cents from every Boston cream or whatever goes to support Tim Hortons kids at camp or, you know, have one day a year where all your proceeds or where you can donate or whatever. But every time I go to McDonald's, I don't need to fucking donate a dollar because I remember when I could go to McDonald's and eat like a fucking king for about $9.99. Now, it may also have something to do with me being a fat prick, but I can't hardly leave McDonald's for less than $25 or in some cases 30 uh, and be filled up. I can feel like shit when I'm done, but I'm not filled up. I'm hungry for more. Okay, You can't tell me that your cost of a McChicken or the heavenly filet of fish has gone up that significant that you, A, have to charge me that much, or B, can't fucking donate to your own charity to help those in need. Fuck off with the donations. I've had enough of it. I'm not going to do it anymore. Never did in the first place. So there. I already win. And furthermore. Now this is. I i have wondered if I'm going to go down this path or not. But I'm going to. Um, kids sports teams fundraising events. Okay. Now I got to be careful here because I don't have any kids yet that I'm aware of. And, you know, I'm sure if I have kids, my kids are going to play sports and I'm going to have to come at people for fundraising events. But I got a theory here. Okay. Um, pretty much all my friends have kids that are playing team sports now. I'm all for it. I'm all for kids playing sports. I've, I've, I think I've said it on this podcast several times. The memories they uh, make, the friends they make, the bonds they make, the, the things they learn, responsibility, being a good teammate, um, you know, all, all that jazz. Um, you you cannot put a price on that, especially during those years of one's life, Um yeah, you just, you just can't. Uh, kids in sports, sports for kids, however you want to put it. it's It's the best thing you can do for them, in my opinion. It's not everybody's opinion, but it's my opinion. But I'm growing a little fucking tired of every time I turn around, there is a fundraiser for Sadie's cheerleading team or fucking... Tanner's baseball team and listen, my friends, kids, I love them all except Tanner Cruthers. I'm going to beat the crap out of you the next time I see you, you little potlicker. Anyways, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I understand that all this stuff is expensive to play. Ice time is expensive. Um, I don't know, dude. Do, I guess renting the baseball diamonds anymore are expensive for kids' baseball, lacrosse, soccer, whatever. But here's the thing, and I'm going to pick on hockey because it's what I know. It's what I'm involved in. It's what I grew up playing. It's what I'm around the most. So, okay, so little fucking Robbie makes the AAA hockey team. And, you know, in September, we're doing a meat draw. In October, we're doing uh, a draw for a booze cooler. In November, you can enter to win Christmas baskets uh, and so on and so forth. It seems as though every fucking month there is a fundraiser for said hockey teams. Now, again, let me remind you. I have no fucking issues with kids playing sports. I have no issue with kids playing elite sports. But let me ask you this, okay? Do your kids need to go to an quote-unquote away tournament every month? Do you need to go to a tournament every month where you need to stay in a hotel? Nope. You probably fucking don't. Does your kid need a... Uh, we'll call it an overcoat. Does your kid need a team overcoat? Yes, probably does. I believe I'm a I'm a firm believer in teams um, looking well-dressed and looking the same when they roll in. But, does your kid need that hoodie? Does your kid need the pair of warm-up shorts? Does your kid need the fucking high socks with his number on them? Does your kid need the jersey bag to carry two jerseys around? Does your kid need two jerseys? Probably not. Does your kid need the entire warm up suit, the hat, the toque, the scarf, the fucking sunglasses with their team name and their number on it, the whole kit and caboodle? You guys know what I'm getting at. You guys that are involved in elite children's sports, you know exactly what I'm getting at. You don't need all that stuff, okay? You fucking don't. And shame on these uh, minor hockey organizations that tell kids or tell parents that they need to have all these stuff to be a member of said hockey team. Um, The other thing is too, is do these coaches need to collect a fucking salary? Do you need to have, do you need as a hockey team to rent out a boardroom at an arena, at a library, whatever, for a video session with your kids under 11 hockey team after a 16-2 drubbing of the team 20 minutes down the fucking 401. No, they don't. They're under 12. They're not going to fucking absorb the fact that they missed a check on the team's second goal, which was their, you know, like I said, your team won 16-2, and now this coach who's getting paid 10 grand to coach 11 and 12-year-old kids is going to try and tell these 11-year-old kids what they did wrong. You know what? These kids, yeah, they care if they win or lose. They don't fucking care if they missed a check. They don't give a fuck if they didn't box out in front of the net. They're 11 years old, man. They don't give a shit. Do these elite coaches need to collect salaries? No, they fucking don't. What happened to players, or pardon me, what happened to coaches Coaching for the love of the game. huh? And you know what? People are going to say, well, Cox, you're a coach. And you know what? A lot of people don't know this. I coach for free. I coach for free. I do not collect a salary from the team that I coach for. And it's junior hockey. A lot of coaches do collect salary. I don't. That's my choice. That's not the team's choice. It's my choice. Because you know what? It doesn't cost me anything to coach. I coach because I love it. I love being at the rink. I love competition. I love hanging out with the boys. I love hearing their stories. I love telling old war stories and and watch their ears perk up or their eyes bug out of their head when I tell them about me driving two hours home from school to baseball swing a guy and try and break his ankle while he's on a breakaway. Shit like that. What I'm saying is there's a lot of needless costs that is that are now going into elite children's sports that we don't fucking need. If you can't... And, and I know, like I said, I'm going to take some heat on this. Some of my best friends have come at me with fundraising stuff and I try and help out where I can, but I have to live too. I have to live too and I still have to have bank uh, money in my bank account for when my kids come and play sports. I help out where I can. I help out when I can, but I don't help out all the time. I just think this, this whole... Fundraising for kids elite sports. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. You don't need all this stuff. You don't need two sets of jerseys. Pick a set of unique colors and have one fucking jersey. Like my men's league team. We're brown, orange, and yellow. Who the fuck wears brown, orange, and yellow? But you know what? Nobody does. But you know what? We've never once played a team where we thought, hmm, shit, their jerseys are almost the same as ours. We should get a second set of fucking jerseys. Go to your minor like and, and 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 when do the parents and fuck I keep saying and 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 um remember I'm not a parent yet that I'm aware of so this is easy for me to say but when do the parents start standing up to these uh, minor hockey boards or whatever and saying you know what no is enough is enough. We don't need two jerseys. We don't need to have a team hockey bag. We don't need to have a jersey bag. We don't need to have warm-up suits, hoodies, toques, sunglasses, scarves, fucking indoor-outdoor shoes. We don't need all that stuff. It's getting to the point where you put your children in elite hockey or elite baseball, soccer, lacrosse, whatever. Everybody else is footing the bill, and that's not right. You chose to put them in there. You should pick up the bill. Now, if this team... Wants to say, make a special trip and go to Europe for a tournament, or you know, um, you know, there's a lot of teams now. Listen, there's a lot of teams that go around and do bottle drives for good deeds, too. For instance, um, you know, they they collect bottles and and as a team, and it's a team building thing, and they collect bottles, and you know, they collect all their money after the bottles, and they give it to a charity. That's fine. I got no fucking issues with that. But you don't need to go to a tournament. In fucking Quebec in November, and then a tournament in Pittsburgh in December, right before Christmas, and then a tournament in Cleveland in January, and a tournament in Timmins in February. You don't need to do all that shit. Like, you don't. What? Like, fuck off with it so that everybody else can foot the bill. I'm sorry. I'm raging on, I'm ranting, and I'm well aware that someday I'm going to have fucking kids and I'm going to be looking for fundraising, but I just think it's getting too much. The cost to play hockey, the cost to play elite hockey, we'll call it, is getting astronomical. So in a sense, I understand, you know, families that have three, two, three, four kids in the sport It's why numbers are dropping. It's why Hockey Canada's numbers are dropping at the grassroots level because people can't fucking afford it anymore. And other people are getting sick and tired of footing the bill. So, there you have it. To all my friends out there that come at me with fundraising, you can still come to me. I may donate, I may not. You know what I've decided to do? I've decided to give myself a budget on what I donate to... um, fundraising events for kids sports and once my budget's spent that's it so if you want money from me you better get here early all right that's the fucking deal so anyways that's about gonna wrap up this episode I had more that I was gonna get to but you know some of it was pretty political some of it was pretty hot topic um maybe I'll leave that for another time but I feel like 45 minutes is a good length for a podcast so that's gonna wrap it up Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening, as always. Um, Questions, comments, concerns, dilemmas, hit me up on Instagram at the Cox Talks Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the return episode of the Cox Talks Podcast. And don't forget to tell your fucking friends. Tell your fucking friends about the Cox Talks Podcast. Thanks for listening.